0: You're listening to the Mind Your Business podcast, episode number 325. Today, I'm gonna reveal our secret process for getting more done in less time. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning into a Monday edition here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. I got a very exciting episode for you today. Well, they're always very exciting, James. Well, you know, that's what we do here. We just wrote a 160-page book, unformatted, mind you, in three weeks. Boom. That's a lot. That's a lot. Like Google Docs, unformatted, 160-page book, three weeks while still running the business and doing a bunch of other stuff uh, on top of that, and... This entire episode is dedicated to how we did that, the process in which we got that done. I am going to get into all that and more really excited about this. This has been like one of our secret weapons, if you will, of performing at a high quality, but also at a high rate of speed and efficiency. And we're gonna get all into that in today's episode. But first, I wanted to check in with you. It is January at the time I'm recording because I'm doing some batching. It feels so good to batch these episodes. You know, with our podcast, it's a little bit longer, our episodes, so they take some time. And it's always nice to get a bunch done in a short amount of period. I think batching is a great strategy for being efficient, saving time, because you start to get on a roll. You start to get momentum, you know? And the challenge is, Is like when you're like, but sometimes my best episodes are not planned when I just have like intuitive inspiration and I totally feel you. So for me, it's always about striking that balance, you know, batching a few and then having that opportunity, you know, leaving that margin for inspiration in your content. You know, if you're doing a podcast, et cetera. But man, I've got a list of so many that I want to record that I'm just like, all right, we're just going to get through these. So that's what I'm doing right now. And I've been talking about this a bit. So if you are one of our loyal listeners and you want to join me for more content behind the scenes, just musings, daily musings from yours truly, then come join my little secret group called Beyond the Mind Your Business Podcast. Head on over to JamesBoomer.com forward slash beyond, and you can join us there for additional content, just thoughts and ramblings, you know, good stuff like that, right? JamesWilmer.com forward slash beyond to hang out further with me. We're using a fancy little app called Telegram, and I think you'll enjoy it. All right. So yeah, here's the deal. Here's how we wrote a 160 page book unformatted in three weeks, and it's good. Let me take a step back first and tell you what it is that we wrote so as you know, we run a mastermind group called the Inner Circle Mastermind. Some of today's biggest and rising stars, industry leaders that are part of this program, I am humbled and honored to lead that group. And it's such a privilege for me, but I get so many perks and benefits because I learned so much from them. It's a small group. It's an intimate group. Last year, we had over 460 people apply. How nuts is that? Or attempt to apply. It's, it's actually about three rounds of application processes. And the first round was about 460 people whittles down to basically fill about seven seats, six or seven seats at the end. We keep the group really intimate. The members of this mastermind, you'll hear their stories throughout the year because they do incredible stuff as a part of the program. And most members joining are at about three hundred to 500000 in revenue from the, the previous year. And then we help take them to a million plus in those 10 months. It's usually like a two to three X kind of revenue growth in that year. And one of the big conversations topics that we have is about the internal infrastructure from team building and systems and stuff like that in the business and how vitally important that becomes as you want to scale and grow. And, you know, I use this metaphor of a car, you know, if you think of any car that you want, you can think of it right now. Chances are you get a picture in your mind of this car. And the picture most people get is of the exterior, you know, the body, the paint job, the curves, the lines, all that type of stuff, right? You think of the Cybertruck, you have this boxy-shaped image in your mind of this car, and you either love it or hate it. And so, what most people, you know, they'll, they'll get a few stats like, oh, the MPG and the horsepower and stuff like that, oh, the zero to 60. But by and large, most people, unless you're like a grease monkey, Don't take too much time to look under the hood. We just assume it's going to run, it's going to work, and it's going to work well, and it's going to last a while, right? Well, I like to use this metaphor of the car for your business. There's the paint job, the look, the feel, you know? Like, a lot of times, you want a car more because of how it looks and the feel that it gives you because of how it looks, right? So look at your business, is that paint job, the shape, the body, is like sales and marketing. It's the branding, it's the look and feel. It's what your audience experiences when they experience you. But then, what most of your audience doesn't experience is, customers will of course, is what's behind the curtain. Or in this metaphor, what's underneath the hood. When we pop up the hood of your business, what do we see? Is it a 1973 Ford Pinto POS with leaky cables and fire catching spark plugs and making hissing sounds and steam's coming up? Or is this like, I don't know, some fancy car engine that's clean and brand new, right? Is it a well-oiled machine or not? When we look under the hood of your business or when we pull back the curtain and look behind the scenes, what do we see? What do we get? And oftentimes, this performance or this infrastructure, as we can call it, inner workings of the business is what's affecting performance, even if someone's got the greatest content, the greatest marketing, and all of that jazz, right? So you gotta have both. You can't have this beautiful, amazing car with nothing under the hood or a piece of crap under the hood. Okay, so this is what we wrote this book about. I've prided our team at the level of performance that we operate and that's what it's all about. It's about performance. This is the conversation that we're having is how do we do that? How do we attract a team and, and operate at a high level that, you know, lacks a lot of inefficiencies and wasted time and wasted money, where a lot of people are doing the opposite. They're spending way too much money, getting way too little done, and then as a result, they're overworked and their profit margins are razor thin if they even have profit margins. And you hear all these stories and people just start to think these things as true. It's like, well, you can't even make any money until you're over five hundred thousand dollars a year, and you know, even somebody who's at six figures is really make any money these are all just (laughs) these errors that people spout as truths because that's been their experience or they've experienced somebody else that has that experience and they say well that just must be how it is it's like or maybe you're just running your business ineffectively. maybe when we look under the hood it's not working and something's got to change so we've really prided ourselves on how the inner workings of the business is the infrastructure everything for you know team building the systems, the processes, all that type of stuff. And so I said, you know, this is something, this is such a long drawn out thing here, but bear with me. This is so required for our members at that level. Let's put this book together for them. It's the entire instruction manual for how we've done it. This is how we've scaled from two to nine million in two years. And I said, I want to give everything. It's the entire instruction manual, everything we've learned, everything that we're doing from org chart to company values, to our hiring process, to our onboarding process, to, you know, training, to our scorecards, our core values, you know, our KPIs, everything. So we said, okay, this is a big project. And unformatted, we did it in three weeks. It's badass. This is kind of like one of those meta inception episodes because... This is how we did that. And this is a tool that some of you have heard of, I'm sure. But this is how we were able to do a big project like that. It was big. I mean, we had to pool everything together and get that to work so as we could create this gift for our Inner Circle Mastermind members. And how we did that is our version of Scrum. So maybe you've heard of Scrum. Scrum diddlyumptious, and maybe you haven't. We're gonna dive all into that today. But basically, the answer is we used a scrum team to kick a project's bootay in three weeks while still running all the things that we do. I still have a podcast coming out, I still have events and other content and you know the day-to-day of the business, right? So it's not like that's the only thing on our entire team's to-do list. There's still the day-to-day of the business, okay? So, what is Scrum? Well, I first learned about Scrum from the author Jeff Sutherland in his book, Scrum, The Art of Doing Twice the Work in Half the Time. I was blown away by it, so I decided I'm going to put it to work. And so, if you're ever heard of Scrum before, or you've considered doing Scrum, you've tried it and didn't do well or something, you're going to learn a lot in this episode, whether you have or not. Because what we did is, is I tried to create the most orthodox, purest form of Scrum, and then we stripped away things we didn't like. We added things that we wanted to try out and we've made our own version of it that works for us. And that's what we're gonna talk about, okay? So let's get into a couple of these things. We'll define it as we go. I don't know the entire history. I don't really remember the entire history, but it was really you know, developed in, out of Silicon Valley as a project management tool or not really tool, project management game structure in which they found a lot of efficiency in using this structure and this platform. We use a version of it. It is really a simplified version. You'll hear what we use and what we don't, but I do absolutely recommend the book. We'll link it up in the show notes for you, but this episode is really designed to say, here's here's what we, how we're using it. The first thing I wanna say is that we don't use it, we tried and it didn't work. We don't use it for everything in the business, okay? It's not something you could say we always run from the Scrum model. Okay, what we use Scrum for are bigger projects, like creating this book in a short amount of time. We wanted a short deadline, and it was a bigger project. There's a few team members required for it. So we said, let's use Scrum. And we hadn't used it for a while, so we were like really excited to get back into it. We also use it for our launches. So if you're doing any type of launch, OMG, use Scrum and use our version of it is gonna be really great. Okay, so we don't use it for everything. We do a Monday stand-up meeting. We do not do a a meeting every single, for those that are already familiar with Scrum, we do not do a meeting every single day unless we're doing a specific project. So I'm gonna just share with you what we're doing and what works, and it's pretty darn cool. So the first concept and one of the biggest concepts with the Scrum is the concept or idea of a sprint. Now a sprint, is about taking a finite length of time. Could be a week, ideally it's two weeks. For us, we just kinda, we did a one week and then we did a two week, okay? And I'll I'll break that down for you in a moment. So two week sprint is like the pretty standard. And it's basically saying we're gonna work for these two weeks to get to a, uh, what you could call like a definition of a done, a finished completion that is very clearly defined. In two weeks we will be here, okay? To have a very, clear set outcome of where you're going to be in two weeks is very important because when you have those things set up here's the sprint the sprints two weeks so here's our start time here's our end time you have this container of time and then you have at the end of that time here's what will be completed and this brings in an entirely different conversation that i'm only going to touch upon here probably going to talk about more in a future episode is the importance no, the requirement, the necessity of integrity. Integrity being being complete and whole as a human being and to be whole and complete as a human being means to be your word, to honor your word, to do what you say you are going to do or to communicate and clean up when you can't. That is to be an integrity. So when you as a team come together from a place of integrity and say in two weeks, this is the outcome. This is where we'll be. This is the finished product, okay? For us, it was a rough draft, a completed draft of the book ready to send off to our designer, okay? There's your, it's very clear. It's done. It's been approved. You can even go into, well, how do we know when it's done? Who's going to say it's done, et cetera, et cetera, right? But that's it for us. And then when you operate from integrity, you bet your darn tootin' arse that you're going to hit it. Okay. And one of the jobs, of course, is to reprioritize, to change, to move things around in such a way that you do hit that deadline. What we found when we started doing Scrum, again, like I said, we watered it down and we'll get into the specifics. It was so darn effective. It was crazy. Crazy. We were actually going like too fast. I was like, this is unbelievable. We are going way too fast. And you might be like, is that such a thing that you could be moving so fast? And it was like, we, we ended up like working too much and like we didn't have like a down period. And I love the ebbs and flows in our business. So yeah, we needed to like cool off a little bit. So that's the first important piece, okay, is to have the sprint. Two weeks is really nice. With that, what comes with the sprint is then the commitment to 100% focus. What's slowing people down a lot is they're working on multiple big projects at the same time and they're doing something called context switching. Now this is an interesting phenomenon, I've talked about this many times before, but the whole idea of context switching is if you have 100% of energy and focus and you have one project, you get to give 100% of that energy and focus to that one project. With me so far? That makes pretty good sense, right? You got one project and 100% of energy focus, 100% of your energy and focus goes to that one project. So then the question becomes, How much focus and energy and time do you give to each project when you have two projects? Most people say 50% and that's where the answer is incorrect. The phenomenon of context switching and this has been studied before and you can Google this is a minimum of I believe 10% of time, effort, energy wasted in the switching between projects. You know, you're not accounting for where you have to like, it's like getting onto a freeway. You start at zero and the the light goes green and you gotta get onto the on-ramp and you gotta floor it and the RPM goes way up. And then you're on the freeway and you notice that the gear switches automatic, you know, and then you're boom, your RPMs drop way lower and you're kind of just cruising, right? That's kind of what happens in a project. And so, if you're constantly switching between projects, you're staying in those lower gears, higher RPMs. And you're about to hit a a higher gear, but then you stop. And then you go, love my sound effects. And then you go to the next project. You're still in that low gear, high RPM, switch to another project. So you're just doing that all the days, right? Okay? And so there's wasted energy, inefficiency, that's called context switching. It's very scary. Because for every project you're working on, they say about 10% of your time and effort is wasted due to the switching between the projects. Whereas if you just gave 100% focus to the completion of one, you'd hit those higher gears, the RPMs would drop, and you'd get into that flow state. You'd get into that flow state where things are just moving and freaking grooving, right? So that's what we notice is just, wow, you get focused. So that everyone who's on the Scrum team and that's the next thing is we create a scrum team. They have to commit that this becomes their primary focus. The only thing they're really working on, we had a caveat for this one and say, this is how you're going to start your day. So whatever you say you're going to do today, you do it and you don't do anything else until you're done with it. Okay. So it's always the thing you start the day with. So it becomes the sprint, two week sprint, clear definition of done, 100% focus. All right. Then we create a Scrum team. Now they have something called the Scrum Master. You can, you know, do all that. You know, that's usually just our project manager. And there's a lot in the details of what happens here with the role of the Scrum Master. We don't spend too much time here because we've created all of our processes and plans and whatnot. So it's kind of just going down the list and assigning things to people on the team. But here's the gist. You do have someone who is a scrum master or project manager. They are heading up the project. And then in order to get a scrum to work, it should be like three or four people minimum, I would say a minimum of three people on the team working in the scrum. Okay. And then that's it. That's like the only roles is that there's like a scrum master. You could say there's, it's not me. I'm not the scrum master Yeah, That's Jilly. And then I'm usually the you know, the CEO or the visionary that's saying here's the overall plan. And then the scrum master is doing two things. They're saying, okay, what needs to get done in what order and who's doing it? So they're assigning the tasks, okay? And then the rest of the team are just members of the team. And what really is happening that's fascinating here is that it's not about roles in a scrum sprint. It's not about roles, like staying in your lane necessarily. It's kind of like everyone's helping out everyone. And you'll understand a little bit more about that as we go, which is a really interesting phenomenon because some people are going to have good days while other people are struggling. And to do this compartmentalization, well, it's like, Hey, I did my part. You go do yours is one of the examples of slowing things down. Okay. So people are jumping in and helping each other. They're all on the same team. They're not compartmentalized. They're supporting each other. That's one of the reasons I really like scrum too. Okay. And so then what we really like about it are the daily meetings. Once we've kind of set up the plan, here's the things that need to get done, and, and then Jilly kind of has the order of them, we assign them the day before. We say, here's the things you're gonna need, and here's kind of the order in which you need to do them. And then every day, we have a daily meeting, every day during the week. The daily meeting takes no more than 15 minutes, usually about seven or eight minutes for us. So we had a team of one, two, I think it was four, so it was, Yeah, four of us, okay? It worked great. And every day, we go around the room and we answer three questions. These are the Scrum questions. I love these questions. What did you do yesterday? What are you going to do today? And what's getting in the way? Jilly is the Scrum master is listening to those first two questions. What did you do yesterday? What are you doing today? We're checking to make sure that we're in integrity, that we're doing what we said we did. Is that what the person said they were gonna do? Did they do what they said they were gonna do? And then what they're doing today, is that what they need? Is that the way they need to be doing? And then I listen for the last question, what's getting in the way? This is such a powerful question, what's getting in the way? Because what's getting in the way, whatever the answer is to that, is usually what's affecting performance. And I'm not talking about things like, oh, you know, my my in-laws are in town, so, you know, uh, I got a little distracted. Those are external variables that we don't really have control over, like I can't control one of my team members' in-laws coming into town, but if they said something like, I was trying to log into an, the account to get access to this and it took me like an hour to find the password. I sit there and go, oh, we need a better process for getting, pa- oh, LastPass, right? Great solution for passwords, okay? Or we're working with this graphic designer and I can't get a hold of him, okay? Maybe we need to get a new graphic designer or maybe we need to figure a better process. That becomes my role. Figure out what's getting in the way and have it no longer get in the way for our team, okay? And then that is, it so here's how it went for us it was really simple we did a meeting and in this meeting the whole team the whole scrum team all we did was two things because we're the goal was a book the first thing we did is we identified what are the topics that we want to have the chapters or sections of this book and then the second thing we did once we finished that was we said who wants to work on what we had whatever like divvied up. There was three sections for each person. So I said, okay, great. We're going to go around and every person is going to choose the three sections that they want. They selected their three and we said, okay, Monday we get started. And we did, it was right before Christmas. So we had one week be just finishing the outline. Everyone just spend this whole week creating your outline for your three things. So even if you did an outline for each section, one a day, we're going to be finished by Wednesday. That'd be awesome. And so we did that questions start coming up, new things get added to the list, things get changed around. As you're going, that's pretty normal, right? And then we did a two week sprint to finish all the content. And that was it. You you know, if you, Whoever was in charge of those three sections, they then had to write it all. And then one of the things is that I personally went through and reviewed each one of those sections. That's where it added a lot of my time. And it was unbelievable, it was so efficient, it was so fast. And I'm just sitting here like grinning ear to ear, seeing how quickly we were able to complete a monster of a task. Do not take a 160 page instruction manual on how to run and operate the infrastructure of a seven figure digital business as something light and easy breezy, (laughs) because it wasn't. But it got done so fast and so efficient. And we love this. So that's our watered down version of Scrum. If you wanna learn the full model, I mean, there's courses and stuff that teach this and people really geek out on it. But a couple of things, we just stick with that, okay? And we don't use it all the time. We don't use it for everything, we use it for certain projects. So I just wanna recap really quickly how we're modifying and using Scrum for us. We pick it for projects that have a very clear end date. We do one to two week sprints with a clear definition of done. We pick a Scrum team and every person who's on that team, we don't have anyone else outside of that team that we're working with. If we have a project, then every task in the project is done by someone in the team. You start working outside of people, it's gonna slow things down. That's one of the fundamentals of of Scrum. We have a Scrum master and our project manager. We do daily meetings every single day. We're asking those three questions. What did you do yesterday? what are you gonna do today and what got in the way? And we do those meetings in 15 minutes or less. There is more to Scrum, there's software you can use, Trello is actually a great one for using it, putting in a backlog and all those things. And you can learn more about this and I highly recommend the book. I think it's a fantastic book. But if you have a small team or any a team of any size really and you're noticing that you're not getting stuff done as fast and as efficiently as you'd like, the first thing I consider you do is follow what we went through. Pick a project, pick a deadline, get very clear on what you want to have completed by that deadline, and you get the whole team to just focus on that. If they're spreading themselves thin, working on 10 projects at once, context switching is kicking their butt. And I've heard horror stories of this. I've heard of stories of Project managers and key leaders and companies working on 10, 20, 30 projects at once. And if you're doing any more than three projects at once, like, well, I'm working on a course, but we're developing an app and we're creating a new podcast process. You're doing all those things at once, you're most likely going much slower than you realize, okay? It's much more effective to just Finish one, focus on one and finish one. Get all the way to the completion and then get to the second one. Don't take my word for it. Try it. Prove me wrong. Okay, so we'll link up that book in the show notes, but I invite you to try that out, to try out your version of Scrum because we were able to just get this book cranked And I'm so stoked by it. And we love this. We use it for our launches as well. Highly recommend using it for your launches. Okay, I hope you found value in this episode. Please make sure to reach out to me over on the DMs of the Grams, the Instagrams. So I know that you are getting value from these episodes. I know you're gonna get value from using a Scrum. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time here on the Mind Your Business podcast.